millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, we're back into it. Farm yarn segment. Getting started with Lachlan Dow from earlier on in the week. And we'll dive in to find out who the person is behind the audio, what resources they go for, who inspires them, and what motivates them. So hopefully you can pull something out of this episode as well and maybe implement it into your own sort of routine. Well, Lachlan, thanks for coming on to the podcast earlier in the week and talking about microbes and how it impacts our plant health animals and right across the spectrum of what agriculture is and really at the start of what our soils can really do and what you're doing in the labs fantastic for agriculture so thanks for that but let's dive in a little bit into your psyche of who Lachlan Dow is and what drives you as a person. Let's do it Jack. So mate let's kick it off what's your morning routine as a CSIRO employee? My morning routine down in Canberra. Yeah, well, it depends if it's summer or winter in Canberra. If anyone's, <laughs> you know, Western Slopes or Southern Highlands of New South Wales. So if it's summer, it's um, trying to stay cool. And if it's, uh, if it's winter, it's trying to stay warm. Um, now, it's, it's pretty simple. It's, it's, uh, it's coffee and then porridge for me. And then I, uh, I jump on my bike and I ride three or four K to work. Um, that's pretty much it. There's, uh, there's nothing too special in there. I wouldn't say I'm a morning person, that's for sure. That's a pretty good routine, though. I don't mind the porridge. And I used to ride to work when I was in London. So it was a good little break before actually getting to work and having a go there. But, like, having the shower at work, I wasn't a big fan of that, but it had to be done. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. When it's really hot, I, um, I yeah, yeah, think twice. <laughs> yeah, I ended up having half my wardrobe at work, which wasn't always the best for the weekends. But yeah, for yourself, was there a memory within 60 seconds that you first had going out onto a farm or maybe even relating that information to a farm? Yeah, actually, I've got really... Some of my earliest memories are from, um, from a farm. 
I've got really good friends in um, in Tasmania, and they had a pretty small, um, pretty small cattle farm, um, about an hour out of Hobart, and uh, I can remember sleeping in one of their one of their sheds and hearing Tasmanian devils fighting for fighting for dog bones underneath the um, underneath the floorboards. Um, that's yeah, actually one of my earliest memories. <laughs> I think that might be the best memory we'll have on this segment. I don't think too many people would be able to beat Tassie Devils fighting under the shearing shed. <laughs> yeah, it was a yeah, that was an odd one, but yeah, really good experience. And I also imagine down in Tassie that have some good microbes down there building up that soil profile and for the plant health. Yeah, actually, we don't. We need to start a sampling campaign there. Most of our microbes that we work with come from West Australia, so. It'd be good to see what's growing in Tassie. Yeah, 100%. And for yourself, your work, who inspires you within, if it's work, personal, or who's out there for Lachlan? Yeah, this is a, a big question. You haven't really specified whether it's uh, professional or or scientific or, or in general. It's got to be your number one inspiration. My number one inspiration. I was always uh, pretty inspired by some pretty nerdy physicists when I was growing up. Um, these days I'm always just inspired by uh, different different researchers who are able to just to find a way to soldier on and, and get get their work up to a really positive outcome regardless of how long it takes basically. Um, I need to have a quick think about that one to be honest. But uh, um, growing up, actually, I can remember being pretty inspired by Edmund Hillary. Not scientist, but there you go. Yeah, a great one. And also, you're right with like the research can be a tif- difficult thing when the end's not in sight at all, is it? With your trials and experiments going on, and then it goes a different way and different things happen. So you have to sort of start again, but you're on the journey of it. Yeah, science, I would say, is a game of small victories and celebrating every small victory that you get along the way yeah and also pretty similar to farming we're all celebrating the smaller one percenters that we can win each day but for yourself what's the myth that you'd like to debunk about farming but maybe relate it back into the lab yeah this is a really difficult one um a myth about farming or a myth about the lab work here i think um Oh, I'd love. I th- I think one one big myth is that is that the the research in the lab is like there's this stereotype that we're all kind of stuck in our own little world, and we're sort of like the bubble that's um, that we're stuck in the lab. You know, sort of the lanyard holder, lanyard wearing kind of bunch. Um, but there's the drive is always to to try and find a, a positive outcome for like for our either our agriculture or for our environment and hopefully both at the same time um yeah so i hope hopefully i'd like to see people i'm not sure but i think i'd like to 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 debunk the idea that we're sort of uh yeah the lanyard wearing (laughs) um ignorant scientists to some degree yeah i can't see a lanyard around your neck today so you're doing a pretty good (laughs) 
<laughs> I took it off on purpose, to be honest. <laughs> That's a cracker. Um, but for yourself, if you could change one thing about Australian agriculture, what would it be? One change I'd really like to see is a greater uptake in the amount of methane emission reductions practices across Australia, particularly, obviously, in our ruminants, animals, and our livestock. I think this is just a massive win-win. You know, CSIRO's got really interesting research in this area. Uh, we've got the capabilities there to massively reduce our emissions um, and straight away, and it can really clean up and have a big benefit on the livestock industry. Yeah, that definitely is a huge space to go and quite a buzzword of reducing our methanes within farming and how it can actually work out for the farmers. So we'll have to watch how that plays out. Um, but from your expertise, working with soil microbes, how can we best share expertise for land care for the next generation coming on? Yeah, I, these are supposed to be quick questions, mate, but you've asked some really difficult ones. I wish I knew the answer to that one. How, how can we teach the next generation and hopefully retain them in agricultural research? Um, yeah, I think the mantra of adapt to survive is, is pretty important. Yeah. And um, uh, don't be afraid to try new things. You know, uh, podcasts only been around for barely 15 years. That's, uh, that's something for a new generation of farmers to learn with. Um, and I, I suppose having a, some diversity in uh, teaching methods and um, diversity of, of practices is hopefully something that, that keeps people interested and ensures people find something that they're interested in when it comes to agriculture. Beautiful. And this is a bit of a tongue twister. If you weren't doing what you're doing, what would you be doing? I'd be doing uh, arborism as in a tree surgeon. Yeah. That's always been my backup career. I think that's, it looks awesome. So is that, that's actually cutting down trees or looking into trees? Uh, yeah, that would be non-research. That'd be like um, either... That'd be sort of like, well, you know, an arborist or a tree surgeon's making making sure the tree's safe for whoever's living underneath it, yep. um, but also able to to see if the tree's good on the inside or whether it's uh, on the verge of, of tipping over. And um, it's I th I think it's fascinating and it looks like a really exciting job. You know, half the time you climb up a tree and um, lop off that one dodgy branch, get rid of the widow maker, or um, the other yep. half of the time you you deliver good news and you say this tree looks a bit wonky, but actually it's really tough and it's got deep roots. And that's, that looks, that sounds really interesting. It's a very unique role. I, I haven't heard of it and I hope a few listeners are the same boat as me. Yeah. Look up tree surgeon. It's a good job. <laughs> and for yourself, what's your favorite resource to learn from? Um, I'm a pretty big reader. I, um, I, I always need more than a sound bite, I suppose. Um, reading just always gives me enough time to, to think things through after I've read it, come back, hear it a second time or read it a second time. Yeah, um, yeah. Once, once, I've, once I've had a read, then it's time to start finding the, the, the next expert to, to talk to. 
yeah. and connect that journey through that. And that, that ties in well for the next question. What's your book recommendations, the must-reads for anyone looking to get into the lab or looking to, as a farmer, looking to see what's going on? Oh, cool question. Um, on the, in the horticultural sphere, there's a really interesting book called um, The Botany of Desire by Michael Pollan. It's, uh, it's got lots of different stories about um, the, the weird and wacky history of uh, different horticultural crops that we grow around the world, um, like including, it's got big story on apples, big story on cannabis, big story on potatoes. Um, and, uh, and I think it's a really good book to, to read when it comes to horticulture. Yeah, I think that's a cracker because I don't think too many others of my guests would actually recommend that. So that's a great recommendation. Um, but also a question that's quite dynamic, a question you'd like to ask the next guest on the podcast without knowing their background, their sphere or what they're doing. What would you ask them? Mm. Oh man, That'd be, it's got to be a pretty general question for the next person. I would ask I them on the head and put them on the spot. Yeah, yeah. I would ask them what's what's the highest landmark they've ever been to like what's the what's the highest mountain or highest point they've been on i like that one that's a good one and also from the previous guest before they asked what keeps you curious in your job oh what keeps me curious i was born curious mate there's so many things to to learn out there and you never know what you're going to find next um yeah as long as, as long as you're talking to someone or reading someone or reading something, then uh, then I already know there's something interesting to learn. Yeah, 100% agree with that. And Lachlan, thanks for coming on to the new segment of Farmer Chats, chatting with myself and getting to know a little bit of your psyche and how you work. Um, and great to have you on the podcast for the last two episodes. Pretty good to have someone from the lab side and also seeing what sort of work you're doing for those wheat farmers or anyone, all farmers that have microbes on their farm. It's my pleasure. Thanks very much, Jack. Thank you for tuning in to the Farms Advice podcast. It is produced by Virtuise Digital, the agribusiness marketing specialist. Go to farmsadvice.com.au for more information on this episode and the others before and spread the Farms Advice. If you love this episode, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe as it helps other farmers find us too. But until then, next Tuesday, keep on farming. In the spirit of reconciliation, the Farms Advice podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country for Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.
market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.